Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Disruption Blueprint was previously known as War Room Huddle. Please continue to enjoy this content as you build your practice for the future. Welcome to War Room Huddle, Captiva style. I am joined today by Lynn Wiggins. Thank so you. glad you're here. So good to be here. This is your Beautiful. First, first retreat. Uh, yes, definitely. And at Captiva, how perfect. And your first podcast. My first podcast. <laughs> it, it, there's nowhere but up from here. We always film them with the palm trees and the uh, ocean breeze in our hair. Yeah, we're so lucky. <laughs> well, uh, I'm really excited about this. We're going to talk you. about some fun things here. The first is I kind of want to jump right into it because you're a reform, as I call them, a reformed lawyer. Someone mm-hmm. who like saw the light. You're a reformed lawyer turned financial advisor. Right. You have founded your own firm. You're independent. Mm-hmm. Like you're really blazing a trail with this. Early on, though, what made you make the switch from being an, a, a, a lawyer to becoming an advisor? Well, you know, the interesting thing is I started out on the advisory side. I don't even, I think we've talked about this. It's been a long time. Right out of college, I was on the advisory side. And then I was like, well, I really want to go to law school. And so I did that and practiced securities law for about 10 years. And uh, there's two answers, really. The first answer is I was an enforcement and trial attorney and I- So joy-filled. Yeah. I really got tired of arguing for a living. And you know, like anything else, it carries over to your personal life. Uh And I just thought this isn't, you know, I loved it on one hand because I'm very competitive, but on the other, I was like, there's got to be a better way. So I decided to go back on the advisory side of the business. But really more importantly, I think, is when I was working for the Securities and Exchange Commission and doing all this other work on the legal side, I saw what was going on in the financial markets Mm -hmm. and with clients. And, you know, so many just didn't understand how the financial markets worked and didn't understand how the advisory business worked. And I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity to switch sides and really educate people. And I felt like I could contribute more on that side of the business. And Plus, I just enjoy working with clients. That's my favorite part. What has surprised you? You were in the business before, you know, had this 10 years of being a lawyer, going back into be a financial advisor. Is there anything about it that surprised you? I think just uh, truthfully how much I enjoy it. You know, I really feel like we talk about it, about sitting on the same side of the table with our clients. You know, I feel like I am part of my client's family. (laughs) You know, really, that's the way I look at it. And I'm sure they don't feel that way all the time, but... It's, I'm an integral part of their day-to-day life and how their financial picture, you know, is playing out. So I think for me, just how involved I've gotten with my clients and how much I I care about them. That's what I love about this business. I'm going to ask you some questions later about women in the industry, but I think it's one of the few professions that you get to truly have this tremendous impact, not only on the trajectory of someone's life, but on the trajectory of their family. Right. And it's so wonderful. So you're based in Austin, Texas. Yes, that's right. Which is booming. (laughs) 
basically like Silicon Valley, Texas style. I mean, everyone from Cali is moving east and landing in your town. And you've been the beneficiary of of that geography and really are working your practice makeup. Um, You have several high net worth clients, higher net worth clients. That really is where you focus your time. Mm -hmm. That's where your your centers of influence are. That's where your, your referrals are. So what do you think is key in working with this higher net worth clients? You know, I will say having spent 20 plus years living in San Francisco with a, you know, a, a very specific type of client that has high expectations around their service experience. Like how do you approach working with higher net worth clients? Well, I really enjoy it. I mean, for one thing, it keeps me on my game. I have to be, you know, there is no slacking whatsoever because these are obviously very successful people and families. And for the most part, the reason they, they've gotten to where they are is because of their very, very hard work. And so for me, it's like I said, just having to be at the top of my game in every respect, just returning phone calls, staying on it with them so that they know that I'm there. I'm not, I'm not hiding. And, uh, so I think that's I think that's the one of the biggest. What uh, about on the financial planning side? Because you mm-hmm. obviously have this bright legal mind, you can bring that eye to this. But I know that those clients really rely heavily on you to do some pretty advanced financial planning with them. Yeah, I think having my law degree and being in the business now forty years, I hate saying that, <laughs> but it's true. And I one of my favorite subjects in law school was tax. So. I just enjoy that. So the fact that I can come sit at the table with them, we can talk about their investments, their financial planning, their estate plan, and tax planning, you know, all in one sitting. And I'm not going to be the one that's going to go out and execute, right. obviously, but I can I can be the, the first first place we talk about it and then make sure it does get done. When you tend to win business, because inevitably these are, you know, these are wealthy people. They probably have an advisor or someone else that's been helping them with their money. Why do you win that business? That's a good question. And, you know, I'm not 100% sure of the answer, but I think that, I don't know, I think that clients can see my level of commitment to them. And I think at the end of the day, it's not about what advisors charge. It's really about the value that they bring to the table for the client. And, I mean, I have clients who will text me at midnight sometimes, and you know what, if I'm awake, I'll text back. And that's just who I am, and I'm not going to ever stop that. So I think that they can pick up on that and, Mm and... Obviously, having a law degree helps, but it's just that level of commitment and care, to be honest. How much of your time is spent talking about the more emotional and personal side of money? You know, higher net worth clients are really thinking about their legacy. They're thinking about their charitable giving. They're thinking about G2, G3, G4. Like, how much of your time is spent on that? those conversations with clients. You know, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the business because I'm a big family person and. so I love to get the families together with my clients, you know, as, in, as early as the children can get involved and all work together and, and, and really determine what is the estate plan for the family. And so that's something that's, that's real important. And we talk about values and charitable contributions and, and just those things. And that's all part of the process. To me, that's what it's all about. I think that's one of the most exciting areas for growth for the next three to five years is really advisors thinking very intentionally about multi-generational planning. It seems to, it's funny because it's, you know, we always talk about like people connect with people, but there is this like this shyness around building that that level of trust with G2, G3, G4, and it's this huge opportunity. Absolutely. 
and you certainly don't want to miss out on it, yeah. you know. And, you know, what's great is they bring something to the table, too, that right. we might not be right. thinking about. Oh, my kids, I mean, we've got kids about the same age. Yeah. I mean, those teenagers, you want to be told, A, why you're wrong, like ask a teenager. Right. But they're really innovative in their thinking. They see the world so differently. I love mm -hmm. the challenging questions that they pose. And, you know, you, we, we all fall into that pattern of just like, Either, oh, and the whole area of behavioral finance around this, around you just, uh, you, you place more emphasis on mm -hmm. information, you know, the confirmation bias that reaffirms what you already believe. Absolutely. And these next, you know, the, the next gen is really going to challenge you in mm -hmm. your thinking. Yeah. And a lot of times things come out at the table when we're all sitting there together that the kids would not say, you know, right. to their parents. And so then they hear it from a different perspective, which is great. This is what we want to, we want to happen. Yeah. Get them all there together. Yeah. Get ready because this October, we help you develop a warrior mindset by learning and applying the tools of veteran Navy SEALs live and in person at our first Warrior Advisor Conference in Cape Coral, Florida. What gets me so pumped up and excited about it is, you know, I've been training with Dom for like five years now in his elite program. And yeah, I've learned a lot about combatives. I've learned a lot about being a warrior. In my own right, I've learned about being an asset and getting 1% better, you know, on the mat, doing tactics together. And I've been able to take what I've learned training with Dom and bring it over into every aspect of my life, not just training, you know, going head to head or combatives or whatever it may be. It's taught me to be a better leader. It's taught me to be a better financial advisor. It's taught me to be a better father. It's taught me to be a better person, I believe. And that has bled over and spilled over into every aspect of my company at RFG. And I don't want to keep it a secret anymore. I want to share it with other financial advisors. So if you got the, the crawl in your belly and you think you can handle this, I, I urge you to come on out. I mean, the, the Warrior Advisor, to me, the conference is to get like-minded people together. And like I said, you want to work with people in any industry that are just going to show up and kind of be like, hey, We'll just go through the motions. The answer or, is no. Or do we want warriors in every aspect of our lives with different talents to be able to show up and say, let's go, get it done. Show up and, and really come together to make an impact, whatever industry it may be. In your case, you know, it's with RFG. Yeah. And RFG is making an impact. You know, the, again and again and again, mission statement I hear from everybody at RFG is we want to make a difference in people's lives. That's the goal. That's our goal in life. And if we don't do it with that warrior spirit, with that warrior mentality, we're going to fall short. Absolutely. Like-minded people that want to make a positive difference in people's lives each and every day. That's what it's about. With keynotes from Tim Tebow, Eddie Gallagher, and Dom Rosso, we will be bringing you a truly hands-on, in-depth experience to learn how to become a warrior advisor and take your practice to the next level. So yesterday was International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. Happy International yeah, Women's you too. Day. And, you know, I, I spent a little bit of time just reflecting on, and this is, you know, I'm on a crusade, you know, with the tremendous team at RFG. We're building the RA of the future, but I'm on a crusade with stronger money to help women become, you know, financially fearless through education and really wanting to partner with women like mm -hmm. you to the platform and support your business. It's such a gift. And I look at this and I think, gosh, you know, we have 14% of financial advisors are female, and yet we're all throwing around this stat now. By the year 2030, the experts are saying that 67% of wealth will be controlled by women. I mean, right. it is such a massive disconnect. 
So what can we do as an industry to attract more female talent into finance and particularly into the role as a financial advisor? Yeah, it's, it's definitely an area that I'm very passionate about. I started in the business in 1980, what was it, <laughs> 85, I guess, 84. And I was one of, you know, 80, or there are about three of us out of 80 uh, women in the field. And, you know, it, and it's certainly gotten better, but it's, it's still lacking tremendously. So I think, and I talked to my daughter about this, by the way, he's 20, and we need to start really early on. Yeah. Now, we, need to, we need to get girls involved in finance and all kids, quite frankly, especially in high school, but maybe even sooner. And, and uh, she laughs and, and you know, she, she, she'll say, I don't know how to do my taxes yet, mom. And she's only 20. And I'm, I'm saying, well, you don't need to. But truthfully, we should be teaching that because right. it's, it's a skill we all need to know. So I think that's really important. And we're not doing enough of it by yep. far. Well, we had a session earlier about education and I thought, gosh, there's such an opportunity for us to like build a module for girls around finance. I mean, there's a lot of work there that we can, because it is such a fulfilling career for women to pursue. Yeah. And I will say this, it's going on in other countries. Right. And you know, we've got to catch up. I was just in Africa back in December, even in the African countries, they're teaching girls at a young age, you know, about financial resources and opportunities. And we need to be doing the same thing here. Which is interesting there because, and I've, I haven't been to Africa, so I've only heard this secondhand, but the women are really the entrepreneurs Absolutely. in those communities. They're starting the businesses. Right. They're really taking the risks. And, and that's all been funded by these microloans. Exactly. So now that's the right. next generation, these women who are really pioneering yeah. that are looking at their daughters probably when they're 10, 11, 12, and like, we've got to, yeah. you know, teenagers, we've got to teach them. Right. So you and I can team up together. On Let's this, do it. Our daughters. Maybe, we, maybe our next location <laughs> will be podcasting live from Kenya. All exactly. right. Arrive Wealth. Coolest name. I Thank love you. it. I've loved it from the minute you shared it with me. You're the CEO founder. Right. You've obviously been in the business for a long time. So why now? Why did you take this leap to starting your own firm at this, you know, you've had this tremendously successful career. What led you to, to do this now? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I love what I do and I feel like I can do it for, you know, another 10 to 20 years. Who knows? And I just, I felt like this is the time now to branch out on my own. And we were talking this morning about, you know, what do we want to contribute to the world? Right. And, and for me, I, I want to leave it a better place. And the best way to do that is when I have my own voice and I can express myself through my own company. And so that's what's exciting to me is, is to, you know, to plot that course and go after What has it. been the reaction of your clients? They've been fantastic. They've been fantastic. And, you know, I was, I was nervous, to be honest, yeah. because you don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, upset the apple cart. I mean, you did a year of due diligence. Like I you really did. Really I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. And finally, I was just exhausted. We by the did whole, it for a long time. <laughs> I was exhausted by the whole process. But I think the other part is I just really wanted to team up with people who I, I knew had my back. I could count on them. And we had the same dreams and same goals. And, you know, that's why I landed with RFG. You know, I just feel like this is who I want to, I want to go into the next decade or two with, you know, to really create that dream of mine and how to, how to spread the word about everything we're talking about, finances. And it, and it, it really is walking the walk. I mean, 
I haven't, I'm going to have to run the numbers on this and I'm sure there's someone out there who knows it, but 14% of financial advisors are women. How many RIAs, how many firms have been founded by women? I'm sure it's a very, very small percentage, but it's the ultimate power play. Yeah, it is because you could have all the control basically, you know, and messaging is so important. And so that's, what's exciting to me. So this is going to be a little bit of a like guilty pleasure slash like, oh, cringing moment here. You, It's a planning question. Okay. So you and I share a passion. Right. Our besides girl, money. Besides <laughs> money. How to make it. Um, both of our girls ride horses, right. which is hands down the most fiscally irresponsible thing one can do. And I actually heard Cheryl Penny the other day say, you know, you know how you make money in horses? Start with a lot of it. Because exactly. he's into racehorses and there's a lot of truth to that. We both are, you know, we both know a lot about money. Mm-hmm. You've been in the business a long time. I've been in a business a long time. So, it, you know, there's this part of me there where sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, gosh, I know better than this. But at the same time, like it brings so much joy. You know, both of my girls at one point are riding. Now just one of my girls, I know your daughter is really at a professional level. Almost. Yeah. Almost at a professional level. <laughs> So how do you approach that from a planning perspective when you have this hobby that is really, like, I almost feel like the word hobby doesn't do it justice. That to me feels like I'm exactly like I'm knitting something. I'm playing pickleball. Um, Like this is really a passion. How do you, how do you weave that into a financial plan? You know, it's a great question. And it's something that, you know, I struggle with as well because it's a very expensive sport. Mm -hmm. And it really starts with how I start with my clients. What are your dreams? What are your goals? Let's make those happen, you know? And that's my job as a professional is to, is to find, to, to really dig deep with my clients and, and find out what it is they want to do, where do they want to get to. And that's the way it is with my daughter. It's, uh, it's not always easy, but to see the joy in her face and in her heart when she rides, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. So I love taking that example and parlaying that into my clients and helping them realize their goals and dreams. And so I think at the end of the day, it's just proper planning and setting the course. Basically. Is it motivating for you? Very. It's so motivating. And my daughter has just moved up. She's now jumping a meter 30, meter 35. Woo! So she's, she's way up there. And, uh, you know, when she's riding, I can feel uh, my heart coming out of my chest. But it's such a thrill. And especially to see how far she's come over 15 years and where yeah. she is now. And her love of it. So it is exciting. The joke with Bobby and Rick, you know, when they found out that, or when I first met Bobby and he found out that my girls rode horses and still to this day, they're like, well, you're going to work forever. <laughs> you got horses to pay with. You're never exactly. retiring. But I do find it. And I think that that's an interesting like path to go down, you know, dreams and goals and what is your passion but the interesting thing about it, and I'll tell you, like my husband and I have had some moments yeah. over riding horses and the investment in it. And, you know, there's always that like, well, I wish we had like stuck to our budget. And and I find it incredibly motivating. Like mm-hmm. I oh, want yeah. to be able to provide this. Right. Like this passion is a priority for me. This isn't just a fleeting moment. Like I right. take this responsibility seriously. I think it's, a, it, it's, whether it's horse riding or sailing or car racing or even less expensive hobbies or even more expensive hobbies, I guess, like I want a beach house or whatever it right. is. When you get that aligned with like, what is your why? And it becomes so much more than a passion. It becomes like 
part of almost who you are. Existence. Your yeah. existence. Yeah. And it's such a metaphor because, you know, I've been with her through many, many ups and downs, as, as I know you have. And the tears. and, and It is it, a tough and, sport. Including, you know, falling off a horse. Yeah. It's very scary. And it is a metaphor for life. You know, it helps yeah. me in my day-to-day because we're having tough times, whether it's war or the markets, and I just have to remember, you know, we're going to get through this all together. We're going to get through this, and we're going to be better for it. So that's, that's the best part. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, so... What is your piece of advice for women who either are looking at our industry as a second career, which I think, by the way, like, what an unbelievable second career for women to consider, or are just starting out in their careers and thinking like, I might be, want to be a financial advisor. So two different, two different questions, two Mm -hmm. different answers. Okay. Second career, starting out. Mm -hmm. How how to do it? What's your piece of advice for them? Well, I think... um, Starting with younger, you know, yeah. younger kids, younger girls, I think, again, back to the education piece, I think we have to get on board with that. We have to teach kids about finance earlier. But also really just having them set a goal, you know, in place and sticking to it. And another reason why I joined RFG is because of the mentorship. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important for young kids to have mentors because there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be tough times. And to have that person you can call and say, help me through this, you know, I'm struggling, but, but it's so rewarding, and there's so much opportunity, and there's so much need out there. You know, and the, the nice thing about women advisors is we're so, we tend to be empathetic, yeah. you know, and we can relate. It's like your superpower. Yeah, you know, so, you know, that's, it's important, especially with um, retirees, you know, and so I think that's, that's where we can contribute a lot. And, um, and the, other, the other thing I have to say is just hard work. There's nothing that replaces it, unfortunately. That's just the way it goes. But again, it's very rewarding. And then your next question was about so women second, like tra- yeah. second careers like yeah. tra- like I've had a career as a lawyer or I've been in you know I've been in banking or yeah. I've been in marketing I've been a teacher yeah like ugh, that's a no brainer like such an obvious you know conduit to becoming a financial advisor how do they learn about our industry how do they even contemplate making this as a second career yeah you know well first of all I think whatever someone has done up until that second career is going to have a huge effect in a positive way on what they do next, whether it's having your own business or being a teacher, it all parlays into a positive experience. And I think, again, mentorship is so important. And that's why we need to be out in the communities, right? Yeah. And I know that's going on and I want to help build that as well. So reaching out, asking questions, um, getting involved in your own personal finances, mm-hmm. super important. And, um, you know, I know I've got quite a few clients who are widowed or, you know, now all of a sudden in life, they, they are in charge of their finances and they're having to learn, learn now. So if you get, the sooner you can get on board, the better. And I think the mentorship, you know, it's one of those where it's easy. It's easy. I feel like in our industry to bat it around and it's harder to be intentional and really like carve out the time. And I'll, I'll give you an example of this. I got a call on Saturday last week from a good friend of mine whose daughter is a senior in high school and she basically had committed to play soccer at this university and was having cold feet. It's like, Ah. not only am I not thinking I want to play soccer, like, I don't think I want to go to school there. And the mom was a little bit like in a panic about it. Like, Hey, you know, can you talk to my daughter about this? And it was one of those moments where, I mean, it was Sunday I've got my own teenagers. I've got a ton of stuff going on. We've got this retreat this week. Like the last thing I had on Sunday morning 
was a minute to spare. But I have as part of my personal why Mm -hmm. about my commitment and desire to mentor. Sure. And it's really important to me. I feel a real sense of responsibility having been so blessed to have this 25 plus year long career in finance. And I was like, absolutely. I'll meet you at the stop sign at 10 a.m. Like, let's go for a walk. And I have had multiple text messages from her and PS, you know, I don't want to leave the cliffhanger. She's not playing soccer in college. She's not going to that school tomorrow. She's going to tour the school that she thinks she wants to go to like is making this really, really impactful pivot. Mm -hmm. She knew it in her gut. Yeah. She knew it in her gut. She just needed someone to bounce ideas off to validate it. That wasn't her parents. Right. Exactly. And her parents are amazing. Yeah. But that is mentorship. It happens in micro moments. It's not this big, like, I'm going to formulate a mentorship program or we're going to convene a committee of men. Like, it doesn't happen that way. Like, put yourself out there. Mentor the women in your life. Absolutely. That's the way it gets done. It's just the day-to-day. We need to all be evangelists for... For our industry. We do. We've got a lot of wood to chop. <laughs> we got a lot of women. We got binders full of women. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and join Come us. Come on That's and right. join us. Lynn, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been great. I've loved a it. A l- lot of fun. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided, in part, by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.